Good morning. It is Monday, June 21st, 7.39 a.m. I hope you all had a good week. I know I did. It was very, very busy. I feel like I just... I went out shopping a lot for the store, but didn't find hardly anything. Um, I don't know. Things are pretty picked over. Or just like nothing's beautiful enough for the shop. But fortunately, I have things to sell here, which is great. And I can repost, etc., etc. Um, yeah. A couple days ago, it was the first federal holiday of Juneteenth. Um, I feel like it's way more needs to be done. Um, I'm glad it's being recognized as a federal holiday. But I also think, okay, let's let's uh, let's get those reparations going now. Let's stop imprisoning and killing black people. Um, It's why everything has to move so slowly. Why do good things happen happen so slowly and evil happens so bad, so quickly? You know, like, I do wonder that sometimes. Like, you can ruin someone's whole life in five minutes. But then when you have, when you're doing something to basically repair damage and evil it takes years and years to recover from it if ever and sometimes the recovery is um it's often not complete it's so strange it's like you could pl- you plant a seed and you wait for it to grow and you nurture it and you watch it bear fruit and it takes years for it to get to the point where the fruit is even sweet enough to eat And then some parasite comes along or someone chops that tree down. And it takes way less time to do that. So there's layers. There's layers to it. Um, I went down to Japantown on Saturday, as I always do. I'm like a robot with that shit. Like... <laughs> I have to go to Japantown on Saturday, otherwise the whole day feels weird. So I got there around noon. My goal is always to get there at 10 a.m., but it just doesn't happen. I got there around noon. And as I was walking to Webster Street down post, there was a parade starting. It was a car parade kind of like the lowrider car shows in the mission, but it was black people. It was a black people car show, car parade procession thing. Um, Lavinia. Um, and it was so cool. It was so cool. Um, so yeah, there, at first I thought it, there was a funeral because there were two cops 
and then the first car looked kind of like a hearse, but it wasn't a hearse. It was a Rolls Royce. And it had a beautiful black girl who was maybe 10 or so in the back seat with a tiara on and she was waving at everybody. And I thought that was so cute. Um, and there were, there were other people part of the parade that were not black, um, beauty queens, etc. cetera, uh, sitting perched atop a Chrysler LeBaron, um, convertible thingy-mabobber. Um, there were a ton of classic cars, lots of great Chevys, bunch of Buicks, Buick Skylarks um, from different years. And it was just, I normally sit under the pagoda or <clears throat> near the cherry trees. And um, this time I sat like right at the steps of Peace Plaza so I could watch the procession. And the, it was so cool. I, I, would have stayed longer and just watched the whole thing, but I had to meet Irina for a movie. Um, but I love to see it. And of course they're playing lots of cool music, um, lots of oldies and funk and disco. And I don't know, I just loved it. It was beautiful. I love cars. I love seeing black joy, black people, not being told to leave a space or having the cops called on them, just hanging out. And I felt honored um, to see the procession. Last time, last Juneteenth, I was in Japantown. I don't think it was a Saturday, though, on uh, June 2020. And I was hanging out with Kirsty, and it was completely different. The sky was gray. Um, we were, we basically had the whole Japantown to ourselves. Hardly anyone was there because it's, you know, during the pandemic. And it was only four months into the pandemic, too. We got some fresh mochi, and I believe we had already eaten and everything. And we were going in the little shops, and we went to Soko Hardware. Um, I think we both got pumice stones. <laughs> and I got a couple bits and bobs. And there was a white lady behind the register. Now, Kirsty is a black woman. And the white lady at the register honed in on Kirsty and said, Happy Juneteenth! And we were like, she was like, okay, you know. And then the lady said, what are you doing here? You should be celebrating. Have some barbecue or something. I was appalled and Kirsty appeared to be as well. I was like, oh, my God. When we left the store, I said, Kirsty, I'm sorry about that lady. Because that is ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. So needless to say, um, it was great to see not that lady. 
<laughs> I don't think she worked there for very long. I don't think she's still there. She's she's annoying across the board. Um, I haven't seen her there in a while. But yeah, it's like, what an odd thing to say. What a predictably inappropriate thing to say. You know, like, of course she's going to say something like that. Um, but yeah, this one was much different. It was, even though spending time with Kirsty was great. I'm, I wish I could hang out with Kirsty today, any day. Um, but it was great to see celebration and I was honored to, to see it. Um, and I hope more good things happen like that. Lots of good things. I hope that goodness will build upon itself. Um, so the movie that me and Irina went and saw was at the Roxy. And it was called Sisters with Transistors. And it's about women in electronic music. And um, some of the things I'd see, some of the footage I had seen before, like of the lady who was good at the Thurman, you know, uh, the Russian woman. And there was, you know, a bunch of British women uh, from the 50s and 60s that made electronic music. Um, they were dressed in very, you know, they were not looking like hippies or anything. They were very kind of serious, conservative-looking women um, making really far-out music. And then, you know, there's Suzanne Ciani, etc., and Laurie Anderson narrated part of it. But then there were a lot of voices after that of other people. Um, there was one who had made a computer program. I think it was called Music Mouse. And you could turn your computer into a music machine. Um, she was really cool. I loved the stuff that she was doing. Um, but then they showed her like now and she was talking about electronic music. She lives in New York and she had a big bag full of, of bird seed and she was feeding pigeons. She's like, okay, fine, feed the pigeons. But then she was letting the pigeons crawl all over her and like, Oh, it was so gross. It was so gross. I was like, I get it. You're weird. You're really, really weird. Um, maybe eccentric, but I was like, what is the purpose of this? What is the purpose of this? I just, I wish they hadn't lingered on her doing that for so long. That's my only, that's my only issue with, with the entire film. I was like, I don't need to see that. That is disgusting. Their little poopies underneath their fingernails of their, I mean, I guess claws and um, all the lice and weird scabies things and stuff. Like, I just, I don't know. I can't dig it. I'm not there yet with my growth, my personal growth as a person. Um, yeah, so that was one moment. I got to open something up. That was kind of hilarious. Also, 
when we were sitting down, it was it's the main it's the main theater at Roxy, so it's it's not Little Roxy, so it's the big room. And when we were sitting down, this couple was so disruptive because someone had quote taken their seats. It was a big. It had a lot of people in there, but it was not a packed house. Um, and they could have sat anywhere, basically, and no one would have said a damn thing, you know? Um, they're like, you've taken our seats to this other couple. Like, look, we have this. And I was just like, you guys, of course, of course you're here. Of course you're here. Um, doing this. You're, I don't know. I find certain crowds do certain things like that. Um, and definitely this, this was no exception. It was, it was like kind of hilarious now that I think about it though. It's like, wow, we're in the dark and everyone's supposed to be quiet. <laughs> and she also had a sun hat on, which I thought was really funny. The sun hat, sometimes a certain certain accessories lend themselves to theatrical props, you know, in certain situations. You make yourself ridiculous. Something like a sun, a sun hat will bring it over the edge, you know. One moment. Coffee. Yeah. I love this stuff. Anyway. So... Um, what else, what else, what else? I've got so much work to do today as usual. I want to clean more and organize more. Make my house more joyful to live in. I mean, it's still joyful, but, you know, things build up in the house and I'm always trying to increase my quality of life, you know. It's weird with, okay, I guess, I mean, I don't think the pandemic is over. But it's somewhat, you know, under control here, at least. But I just barely want to leave the house, honestly. I was supposed to go to um, I guess the opening of Amisha's flower truck which was kind of a big deal because she's been working on it for a long time but I got so into the cleaning that I was doing and then sewing that I just I just stayed in and I've been opting to stay in a lot just don't know why but I just do and I think that's part of from just being inside most of the year um like the idea of going to a, a club and dancing just seems really I'm not itching to do that or it's not for me can anyone relate um what else 
I when I was in Kansas in Shawnee, Kansas, visiting my sister Yvonne. Um, I hadn't been to that area in so many years, like almost 30 years. And we moved, we moved to Kansas city, Missouri for like two years between Indiana and Texas. Um, my parents moved us all down there. And it was such a weird experience. It was really weird. They moved us to this place called Grandview, Missouri, because there was a church there called, what was it called? Kansas City Metro Church at the time is what it was called. My mom had gone to a worship conference in Kansas City earlier in that in the year 1991 and she just I don't know what it was about it I I have my suspicions I think that she had a crush on the worship leader basically like a really bad crush and she somehow convinced my dad to sell the house and move us all down to Kansas City. Um, and I was very upset. She, she said that God told us to move to Kansas City. And I was just thinking, God didn't tell me that. You know? But she tended to act like she was a direct conduit. You know, between God and man or whatever. So we moved we moved down there and we moved into an apartment and it was kind of we me and my sisters all slept in one room and it was just cramped and weird. Um and the church was really weird too. I didn't know anybody. There was like a popular clique of like holier than thou church girls who are super mean really really mean um and there had actually been a huge sex scandal at this church too when we moved there there had um one of the many pastors because it was it wasn't exactly a mega church but there were a lot of it, it was like a mini mega church you know um one of the pastors there had um, sexually harassed and I think also maybe sexually assaulted um, a woman that he was counseling in like a Christian therapy session. Christians don't call therapy therapy. They call it counseling. So it was completely inappropriate. And he was most likely unqualified academically. Like he probably didn't go to school to be a therapist or anything like that, um, which is that is a field I think you do need to go to school for. And not saying that you're, if you have gone through the program to become a therapist, doesn't mean that you're not capable of misconduct, but there's a higher likelihood, you know. 
And maybe that's why they call it counseling, so they can counsel people. But um, that had happened, and it was also, Kansas City was also the place where I got really, really sick and almost died. Um, And that was very traumatic for me. Um, basically because I was just neglected. Um, their remedy was prayer and it was so, it was such a, probably one of the worst times in my life. One of them, um, that and a couple other incidents in my life, but it was so wild being back there and I was glad to I didn't think I would ever be back there, but yeah, my sister lives there now, and it was so nice to be in a happy, loving, peaceful home with lots of room and children being cared for and loved, and that was really powerful for me to see that, Um, to see my own flesh and blood being cared for with such love and kindness. It it, um, was really healing you know, and also we didn't have to go to church. That was great because <laughs> they don't go to church. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was like Kansas City Fellowship or something. They now have, that church now has this thing called House of Prayer, International House of Prayer, like the pancakes, but without the pancakes. Um, and I think that there was actually a lawsuit between them and IHOP, but basically what they've done is they've taken over all of Grandview, Missouri, um, with their businesses and their, um, real estate. And this international house of prayer is like a 24 hour prayer. It's not really church, but it's like where people go and pray for the nation, you know, like pray for abortion to be turned back and, you know, pray for, you know, bad things to happen to presidents and stuff. Uh, Probably, you know, but mostly about abortion and about, you know, preventing the new world order and things like that. Um, And then there's music all day long. And of course, I think they're on YouTube, so you can watch it. Um, and it's just, it's just constant. It's just constant. And I think it was just starting when we when we went there. Um, there were so many like middle of the week Bible studies and church events that to me it's kind of a blur. But that is apparently what's in the foreground. Um, but yeah, it's just so weird. It's kind of like a cult. Um, they had this thing called Master's Commission where you you go, you sign up, and I believe you pay, you pay the church money to stay with a family from the church, and you go to like 
these unaccredited Bible school classes during the day. And then you do like community service type stuff and like administrative stuff for the church for free. But you've paid them somehow. So you're paying for I don't know exactly what. Um, and I, th- I think then you like, yeah, you basically like work for the church for free. And it's supposed to prepare you for who knows what ministry. A lot of people, the young people that were in that program, they were like in their, they either had just graduated from college or, or college age. And there was like all this romances between them and stuff. Um, but that's still happening, I believe. I'm like, why would you ever pay to do that? Um, maybe it's like if you can't afford Bible school or maybe you can afford Bible school and you just want to pay more money to the church. I don't know. Um, but I will talk about this more next week because there is a very, um, there is a scandal that has to do with this church. There, not the scan, not the sex scandal. This is another scandal. This involves sex and murder. And it is more recent and has to do with the church. And I'm going to present that to you next week. So thank you for listening to my ramblings. I could have told you guys that part at any any point, but I didn't because I don't have coffee in me enough yet. Um, but yeah, I look forward to presenting this to you. I hope you all have a beautiful day and a beautiful week. Um, remember that it takes a long time to build something good and it only takes a short time to destroy it all. So keep that in mind. Um, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.